you got questions, Tom's got answers. What, but what, 30, 37 decade years uh, that you've been 37 decades, decades. That's yes. Right. That's yes. right. He began 300 years ago. They rebuilt me. I still work. That's right. He was, But, you know, even back then, he liked Hardy Siding. Even before Mr. Hardy was born. Tom you know, after 37 decades, Hardy Siding will still be here? That's true. And we probably will be, too. It's home oh, show. I don't know about that, but I know Hardy will. Well, mate, we'll see how this goes. This home show extra. Thank you yeah. for, for coming in. Thank you for giving us your time and uh, and coming to the guy that Houston Trust to answer questions for 37 years, Tom Tynan. Yeah. And what we're doing here is just answering questions that we get at uh, the website, homeshowradio.com. Uh, we have a little form on there, Ask Tom. And we get so many that we can't get them all done on the air. And so we get everybody answers right here so that you can you can get them and uh, and live your life better. Does that sound fair? Sometimes their life doesn't get better when I tell the real answer. So yeah, we'll see. Let's, let's, let's see what we can do today. All right. It's a crapshoot. Let's see what happens. Okay. I'm usually pretty good. Let's see how Jimmy's luck is doing. He's in Conroe. Yeah. He says he believes he has a gutter problem, Tom. He said, I thought the gutters were leaking, but it seems that the rooftop is pushing the water over my gutters. And the problem has become serious. I don't want water in my home. What are your suggestions? <clears throat> well, you don't want water in your home, so that's a true comment. Uh, I don't. How, if I asked him, I would say, "How long has this been happening? What exactly do you see?" But if you think your gutters aren't working right, then you probably want someone to come out and take a look at that gutter system and the roof system too, because the roof connection to the gutter system is a, a very important connection. And so, you know, ideal roofing here in the Houston area could come out and troubleshoot any kind of roof edge problem with the gutters. So that would be one person or one company you could call. Maybe he knows somebody in the gutter business. But it's something that if you think there's a problem, don't ignore it and have somebody put their hands on it and their eyes on it and give you some decent feedback. And that doesn't mean you have to write checks and start doing stuff yet. But let's get someone to give you an opinion on that because obviously it's doing what I used to teach my sons when your car starts making that weird noise or your house starts doing something you notice, it's talking to you. So listen to it and get it fixed before it gets bad. Now, doesn't he have a gutter machine? Oh, yeah. No, he can handle the gutters, but I'm not here to sell him gutters yet. There's a connection between the roof. The oh, roof could be all messed okay, up and stuff. It. it might be a new roof uh, edge that, or something that he needs to put in or right. some metal edging. Like, like you say, he's got uh, right. all the, the metal machines to do that. So it could be something totally different than gutters. We don't know yet, but they can handle it all, yes. Right. Absolutely. It's kind of it's like when we, we've gotten questions in the past from people who have troubles with those leaky um, porches that are on top of uh, yeah and and it turns out that what they do is they create a special uh, pan for the door to sit in that the prevents door the pans, water they'll do that special yeah. flashing details they yeah. can make that and that could uh, but fix anytime this. you have a walking surface and a roof at the same time you can tell that they're two very different things very obtuse in their in their order and they have to be handled properly. Well, I mean, it, I can see why people would think that, you know, I, I've got a flat surface on top of this deck. If I put a French door there, I can have a little patio up there. Well, it's it's a roof, it's a not a deck. So then it has to be changed to for a different purpose, right? Yes. Okay. It's like a shower floor on the second floor of your home. Yeah. Think about it when somebody puts a shower in, different layers. So it's actually a boat that's holding water or a bucket. And so it has to be layered properly, even though you still walk on it. So you can talk like a pirate in your shower because it's a boat. <laughs> if you want to right. for Halloween, maybe whatever they're doing. <laughs> well, there there. is maybe that's what you dress up for for Halloween. 
So this is a podcast, That's so they the can listen to it any time. You put a patch and say, give me candy, arg. Tom will just okay. dress up on any holiday. So for Christmas, he may dress up as a pirate. We don't know. Yeah, Thomas is in Pearland. Not you, Tom, but uh, he has, can condensate overflow, can the condensate overflow switch device for my air conditioner go bad to the point where it turns it off, even when there's no water built up in the line? Because that seems to be what's happening to him. Okay. The answer is yes, it could, but it's just a little float switch. It floats up and down. Mm -hmm. So if it's sticking, if it's got a bunch of schmutz in there, getting a new one is easy enough. But this happened to me once. I want him to think outside of the box a little bit. It was summertime, and my air conditioning system kept shutting down. I would call AirTech. They would come out the next day, and they would say, everything seems fine. And so finally, one of their techs said, Tom, we figured out what it was. When it fills up with water... It shuts down uh, during the evening and whatnot, but during the day, it's so hot in the attic like it was this summer that it dries out and it comes back on again. So it's drying out from the heat of the attic, so it is actually working, saving you, but at the same time, it's playing with your mind because it's turning it off, it's drying out, and before you can get someone to look at it again, it's going back on again, so it's going both ways. And I have a feeling that (laughs) happened to a lot of people this year because of that intense heat during the day, and then it would fill up in the evening when the heat would dissipate a little bit. What are your favorite kind of questions? What are my... Well, Mm -hmm. something smells. Okay. Ron teased one up for you from Richmond. He says, my wife smells an odor from the utility room. I don't smell anything, he says. But the room is small, and I have put bleach down in the washer outlet pipe. Last night, the washer ran without clothes and added a cup of vinegar in it. Is there anything I could do or thoughts well, first off, I he could be doing I, something I, that makes no by, sense by at all the way, because it's not the smell. I mean, the only thing he hasn't done here is olive oil. <laughs> yeah, don't do that, please. <laughs> don't bring that up. That's going to be a gooey mess. What I would do, he obviously thinks it's something in the drain. I would pull the hose of the drain out of there, and I would shove a towel in there and block it off overnight. And if the smell goes away, then at least he knows it's in the drain. Uh, but it could be somewhere totally different, and all he's doing is putting a bunch of vinegar and bleach down the drain, and that's not helping any. Right. So we got to find out what it is, and that's what the hard part is on a radio. I can't go in and sniff around, but you got to find out what it is. Once you, it's like a roof leak. Once you find it, it's usually pretty easy to fix. Right. Matthew is in Lakeshore, Maryland, and he says he hears wow. he hears a dripping sound after one of the two toilets is flushed on the upstairs of his house. It starts as fast drips, slows down after a minute, and I've heard I've heard of hot water expanding pipes, but this is the only toilet when this only happens when this toilet is used. Uh, it's been about six months now, but signs of the water there there are no signs of water damage. I have a feeling he's hearing it drop from the second floor to the first floor. Uh, when you flush a, 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 a toilet, a lot of water, obviously about a gallon or so, goes down, and the pipe is going to drip a little bit, and there'll be a drop from the a, a, a vertical drop straight down from the, the second floor to the first floor, and he's hearing that last little bit of water just dripping down that pipe, and it's making the Archie Bunky Archie Bunker toilet noise, which most people don't know what that is, but. It was a thing on a sitcom where you would always hear the toilet from upstairs to downstairs, and that's what he's getting with that. I, it's not a serious thing, and no, he doesn't have water dripping anywhere. He just hears it in that four-inch drop on that, that second floor to first floor. And we talk about Fibber McGee's closet next, too. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Don't do that. <laughs> obscure, You'll really lose I'll take it. obscure sound effect jokes for 500 Alex. <laughs> yes. 
Matt Lindsay, while we're on, while we while we are on smelly questions, we got uh-huh. another one for you here. Uh, Matt in Willis uh, says he has a nasty smell under his kitchen sink. He replaced the p top, the p trap rather, and fixed the leak in the pipe that meets the drywall. He says I've cleaned the area up and sprayed vinegar. People love spraying this vinegar. He says uh, the smell went away for a few minutes and there isn't anything backed up in the pipe, but the smells there. I can't figure out what it is. I'm not sure, but vinegar is not an odor eater. I right. would rather see baking soda or something like that. Uh, but as far as that goes, he said in the question, he fixed the leak that was there. Yes. That means it could have been leaking for a long time in the wall and underneath the cabinet. Mm-hmm. And it's not coming from the drain itself. It's actually coming from the damage from the leak. So I would do a little investigative uh cutting and touching you know what i always tell you charlie if you want to know if it's wet stick your finger in there but look around and see if it's outside of the pipe i don't think if it was coming from inside the pipe it was all sealed the only place you would smell it is up uh above the cabinet where you're uh standing in front of the sink Hmm. okay darcy is in north houston he says when i run my uh my water in my house i have a discoloration of my water and i don't understand why my house was built in 2002, and my hot water heater is about a year and a half old. I've drained the hot water heater twice. So do I have a bad hot water heater, or do my lines need to be flushed out? Well, you can't flush your lines out. I don't know how you do that. Just go out and run the hose bib for an hour if you want to flush them out. Right. Uh, as far as the water heater, is it only on the hot side was what I would ask him. If it's on the cold side, too, then no, then that's not it. If it's just quick where you get some some uh, discoloration very quickly when you turn a, a certain faucet on, then there's some metals in that faucet, probably a zinc that's uh, reacting to the metal in the water, and it's discoloring the water that sits there for that initial uh, opening of, of the, uh, of the uh, faucet itself, and you see a little bit of discoloration, then it goes away. So there's a lot of different things, but as far as a water heater discoloring the the water, was it discolored when it came out? Probably not, or he would have mentioned it. Is it only on the hot side? Well, maybe it's on the cold side too. Uh, flushing lines, there's nothing you can flush unless you, you know, there's something that would go in there and there's not that would discolor it. So here's what I would do. If I, if I found it throughout the house everywhere, the first thing I would do is I would call the uh, people who are supplying the water and see if there's any other complaints, any other issues, anything they're doing to put something in the water that discolors it. So you've got to eliminate that first. And then secondly, if you're really concerned about water throughout the house, a call to Aquatex or wherever they live in the, in the country, uh, somewhere local no, that can actually Houston. take the water. Yeah, uh-huh. no, they're, they're within the footprint of Aquatex. There you so go. They, so they call Aquatex, yeah. have them just do a water analysis. Take a look at it. Do mm-hmm. Find out what might be in there. And maybe you need a sediment filter or something of that nature. It could be something very simple that's uh, coming to your home. But I don't think it's in his pipe, and I don't think it's in the water heater. I think he's – and like a lot of questions we get, they're going to the wrong in the wrong direction, mm. and they're putting all their energy to one place when it's not even that. Yeah. We have had that from time to time in our neighborhood. But, mm-hmm. but usually it's after the city has come in and fixed a leak. And it it goes away in in less than a day. But this sounds like it's been going on a while. Yeah, and if sometimes neighborhoods have to flush, they'll get enough of these calls. Like in my mud district, I'm in a mud district, Mm -hmm. uh, northwest side of Houston, they'll get enough calls and they'll go out and they'll open up all the uh, fire hydrants and just blow out the pipes in the neighborhood, which makes a big mess. Uh But then it all settles back down and everybody's happy again for another year or so. Well, you know, we have water leaks in our neighborhood with such regularity. Well, you're city of Houston, aren't you? Yeah. 
Yeah, that's why we get. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. uh, there's one in our neighborhood. I swear, and, you know, if mayor the mayor is listening, and the prob- okay, here we go. The, yes. the, the probability is low. I'll admit that right off the bat. But we have had it. It has been going. It has been running for three weeks. I know. It's just it's pretty it, it, bad. And then and then they'll complain that you know we were we're short on water. Don't it just it makes no sense to me. But here's how regularly we have water leaks in our neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Almost all the neighbors have those pumps that they put out in the gutter to catch the water and water their lawn with it. And whenever it happens, you'll see all these little bugs. We call them pump bugs. They'll show up in the in, in, and they'll put like little bricks there to stop the water flowing so the pump can get it. And then we water the lawn with it. Your neighborhood's not that old. Nope. I'm surprised. But that was your neighborhood was established in the eighties, wasn't it? Yep. Everything in the eighties was bad. <laughs> I'm telling you, the cars, oh, no, the K car, no. everything. It was no, just bad. no, 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 no. I, I moved here in the eighties, so there were some good things that came to Houston. There you go. There I, I moved here in the eighties too, nineteen eighty six. Thank you right. for saving. I was there the year before. Yes. So. Yes. All right, Mike is in spring. I don't know how long he's been there, but I have a feeling he has. Spring's he's, been there since the 50s. Well, I know he's been there long enough to have some kids. Yes. Because he says, one weekend, one of my kids stopped up our toilet and caused it to overflow. Well, Welcome I to the can't, world. Welcome I can't. Fatherhood. I, it is the, yeah, there's a brand new one. That, I can't tell you how many times that happened in my house. Uh-huh. Unfortunately, my wife and I were in, still in bed, so we weren't able to stop the water from escaping the bathroom at the time. Mm-hmm. The the um, the bed, bathroom's a Jack and Jill, so it overflowed, spilled into the bathroom floor, and made its way into the guest bedroom, soaking the carpet. We discovered later, though, that the carpet in one of our kids' rooms was wet, so they're thinking that it went under the wall or something to get there. Sure. He says, the assumption here is that um, we got a problem. The carpet is wet. So, of course, my first concern is the sheetrock got wet. I pulled up the carpet and flashed the light under the baseboard, but I really couldn't tell. I did get enough, though, that I did notice that enough material appeared to be light green in color. Is that a moisture barrier at the base of the sheetrock, Tom? And I'm wondering, how concerned should I be about the potential for mold? I don't think there's any mold unless he let that thing go and the kids didn't tell him, like one of my children at one time, for like six months. Uh-huh. Uh, but uh, if it was quick and he caught it, no. This is, And if you're concerned, this is when you call your insurance company and say, hey, can you send your adjuster out and take a look? But the green, it's probably just the sill plate uh, yeah. underneath there, and water will crawl under and carpet and carpet padding is a sponge. It'll just soak it all up. It actually helps you because it soaks it up real quick, but it'll travel a foot into the room uh, just by uh, you know the, the water getting soaked up by the padding and whatnot. So uh, I don't think he has a big issue. I think it's time for him to you know get the wet vac out, dry out the carpet. Hopefully it wasn't dirty water. It was clean water. But a mold issue, no. Not unless it goes on for months and months and months. I'll tell you how lucky you are, Mike. One time. Yes. <laughs> one time. My kids, I don't know how they did it, but they filled up the riser, and water. Was <laughs> my mother did that. <laughs> I, don't, to me once. I don't know how yes. they did that. My kids are yes. my my kids were inventive in the in the ways they created mischief on our pirate ship. But anyway, mm-hmm. they they backed up that thing, and it was full, flooding inside the wall. I don't know how it happened, but I went downstairs after I'd mopped it all up, and I noticed that the living room ceiling downstairs was bowed. It almost looked like it had a big zit growing up underneath it. And, of course, being the moron that I am, I walked over to it. I was like, man, I put my finger on it. And that's all it took. (laughs) 
And all that water from that riser had found its way to our hardwood floor in the living room below. It was a beautiful day. When would this happen? Oh, this is uh, years ago. Years ago. I was going to say, ago. you didn't have your camera to take uh, a picture? I want, to see, I want to see the video. Yeah, I got to get your video. All right. You're sticking your <laughs> finger in there to see if it's wet. <laughs> Tom Tynan said, put your finger in to see I if did. it's wet. I truly did. He said, except then. <laughs> but it, well, you would have had to do it one way or the other. It, it just, was resolved happily, though, because Rudy came over and he fixed it, and you couldn't oh, yeah. tell where any of that had happened. And and to your think could be fixed. Yeah, and to your point upstairs, I didn't worry about mold because I knew the source had been eliminated. We dried it out real good, and then replaced the the carpet that had been wet, and we marched merrily down the road. Mm-hmm. So that's what you do. Yeah, it's right. Yeah. Serve Pro or all those other companies that go out and if you need to call them and mm-hmm. if you have insurance coverage they'll pay for some of it. Yep, it Things didn't like happen. They didn't mess with the bathroom for a while after that because I took the door off the bathroom and <laughs> nice. uh, I said when you guys are worthy of the door I'll put it back on. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. <laughs> that's how okay. I rolled. All right, uh, I was a nasty dad, wasn't I? Yeah, mm. Mm. I don't know. I, you weren't my dad. <laughs> that's true, Ed. Ed is in uh, Bel Air. He says, I have water dripping from my AC vents. It's not a clogged condensate drain line. It looks like condensation from outside the ducts between the insulation and dripping through. Is this an easy fix? Yeah, actually it is. Uh, The insulation around that box behind the sheetrock has probably come off, or the insulation inside the box has come off. So I would tell him, if if it's in the attic where he can get to it, pack insulation around that box. If it's on the inside uh, where he and it's between floors, you can't get to it. Then to uh, caulk that edge around the sheetrock in the box after you take the register, which is the grill off, caulk that up. Use some tape on it too. Just seal it up real nice and tight, and then put your register back on. That way, the cool air from inside the home isn't creeping around to the outside of that box and making it sweat like a beer can. And that is the problem. Is is it's it's that temperature touching the metal and it gets yeah it's a, you just need to put a koozie on it and that's just like we do in not literally can. not literally don't go put a koozie on it but yeah you know if you cut them all up and glued it on there it would work but no don't do yeah, that but you have to seal all the seals so the air didn't get in there so that's right yeah. and in fact it, it got to a point where if you're doing an inspection if you're building a new home in the city of houston we'll use those that as an example they will look at that before you put the registers on. That's part of the new energy code requirements, that that is all sealed and caulked first before the register goes up. All right. Justin in Tomball says, we have been living in our home for nine years. He said, the first, this is the first year that this, what he's about to tell us happened. He says, the, the lower part of the house is much colder than the upper floor. Both thermostats are set to 75 degrees, and the downstairs is at about 72. Now, I understand the logic of cool air settling. But as I've said, this is the first year this has happened. We have a neighbor who has been doing the AC, you know, doing AC for a long time, and he says there's nothing wrong. The system is running the way it should. I'm not sure if there's anything wrong, or it's never even been this cold on the first floor before. You know, what's happened is this year it was so hot yep. that air conditioning systems that work under normal circumstances have been working fine. This was not a normal year with 110, 113 degrees outside at some mm-hmm. times. Uh, people had a lot of different issues, and Charlie, you know by the co- uh, the questions you're getting on our website, the questions I was getting on the show, sure. it really threw for a lot a lot of people uh, th- threw them off a little bit. But my answer to these questions is: don't overreact. The summer is over. We got through it. Uh, we might not ever have another summer like that in our lifetime. Maybe we'll have one in five years from now. I don't know, but uh, don't try to fix a problem that probably is not going to return. There are probably people 
out there that think that one day you and I will experience that kind of weather every day, if you know what I mean. So. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I saw a picture of uh, 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 the island that the Statue of Liberty is on from 1893, and mm-hmm. the same picture today. And the water level is pretty much the same. Well, you know, there is no more water on the earth today. Than there is when Jesus walked. That's exactly right. I know. It's a closed system. So. People don't understand how that works. I uh, know. Well, that's why hydrogen's the new power source that's right, coming. It's right. all from and, the water. And the, the polar ice caps are melting and we're all going to be flooded. And no, we're not because the same amount. I don't, you well, know, you know, the dinosaurs came and went. and They did. So did the ma- mammoth, woolly mammoths. <laughs> so it's just the way it is. Everybody has their turn. Yes, it does. That's what we do. We have to adapt and overcome as people. (laughs) Move back from the ocean a little bit, okay? Just build back a lot. That's okay. (laughs) We will get letters. All right, Paul in spring says, Tom, can you help tell me if I have any recourse? I just recently purchased a new home in January. It's uh, And a friend of mine who's in the AC business told me my AC unit is a four-ton and not big enough for the the house because I told him the second level is very hot. See, same thing. Mm-hmm. It may not be cooling properly. He says, I need a five-ton unit. So I'm hoping this guy, his friend, must obviously have whipped out his calculator and done a manual J calculation for this, right? Well, <laughs> anyway. uh, depending, you know, uh, uh, manual J calculations, I'm going to I'm going to sit on the fence with this one and right. say, well, let me finish if you the put question. in the yeah. uh, the temperatures that we reached this summer, it might need five more tons because, yeah, you know, true. it's only what you put yeah. in what it brings back to you. Mm. Uh, so they give you a uh, kind of a modest in between temperature setting and everything, just an average. And that's what you're supposed to design to as an average. You never design to an extreme unless. Mm-hmm. You have a system like you want to do in a wine cellar or something like that. Uh, so you design to what the normal ranges would be. So for normal ranges, he's probably fine. For abnormal ranges like we've had, and we're back to the, the way I answered the last question, is you don't design for extremes. You try to get through it. If you find this going on for a long period of time, maybe he does need another ton. So, you know, maybe you want to add a, a split system, you know, a little ductless system for those hot times. And when he goes beyond those uh, those uh, calculations that they started with, I don't know. But it's something that everybody should wait out and not just react to an air conditioner because we had a really hot, hot summer. Well, the other thing about the summer, yeah. Charlie, just real quick. Sure, sure is the lack of radiant barriers in homes still today. Mm. And this summer, we had no cloud cover at all. So you had no natural shading effect, which really was hard on the structures, and actually overheated structures more so that didn't have the radiant barriers. And the homes that had the radiant barriers probably had a lot better results from the summer we had because that's when a radiant barrier, I hate to say this, really shines, and that's the summer we had. So he may want to consider that, but here's the deal. Remember, now it's a new house. Second floor, very hot. Friend says, you got four, you need five ton. But here's where he's going with that. Yeah. He says, the home's still under warranty, so I'm wondering if I should call the builder to have it change it out. I'm thinking he's going to have a very disappointing call with that builder. I don't think he'll change it out, but I would call the builder and say, hey, can you balance this thing? Mm. It is. I'm getting hot rooms here, cold rooms there. It's uncomfortable. And I had to go back for the first year. He might even get another call back in the wintertime if we have a cold winter, and he's going to have a cold room here and a hot room there. A system does need to be balanced. So I would call the builder on that and, and you know, not raise a, a stink and cause a problem. I would be very upfront with him and saying, hey, it's not balanced right. Can you have you guys come out and balance this thing? All right. I have a listener named Tom in Westbury has water coming up in three different areas of their house through the tile floors. 
Really? Yeah, and a plumber this confirmed none of the I'm piping ready. is under the slab was leaking. So there's no under wow. yeah, and there's no sprinkler system. Water comes up on non-rain days, and most of the slab on all four sides is exposed three to four inches. This is a mystery. This is weird because you have to be living on like a, a spring or something like that to have water hydraulically pre- uh, pushed through a concrete slab like that. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, but it needs to be inspected. You say it's a new home? Is that what he, t- he said? It doesn't say anything about how old the house All is. Right. Well, I would take a look at it. If, if it's coming up and it's just damp uh, and it's an older home, it could be the drain lines. Drain lines go bad. You know, with Due West, they'll do hydrostatic oh, tests, yeah. and they'll have holes somewhere. So on the age of the home, that would what I, I would start with a hydrostatic test. I don't think it has anything to do with rain. We haven't had that much in the past four months. Mm. So I would look at that because the, the ground is so dry now, it's so hard, that if he's got sewage uh, finding a way into the ground under the house, it might be hydraulically pushing up because it can't get into that hard-packed ground. Is that a call to abacus, then? Yeah, Abacus Plumbing. Uh, whoever does hydrostatic tests, get it, get it checked. But it's definitely a plumber. Well, I never thought about the drain side. That's a good point because the plumber would just be thinking supply side. Supply side, you know, you're going to have a water bill of five thousand dollars. Yeah, if uh, it's coming up through the floor, yeah, like, yeah, three months. Yeah, yeah you're, so. the early indicator will be a rising water bill. That's yeah, a, you don't really pay point. for all the poop and stuff hanging down there more than you would any other way. But yeah, mm-hmm. I, I don't think it's a supply side. So that's that's kind of nasty though. If it's backing up enough to be coming through there. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Angie is in yes. Eustace, Florida. He says, I have a crack in my tile that is almost straight. It spans across the entire room, about 18 tiles. It's a big room. It goes under a peninsula cabinet. And the home slab is about 19 years old. Is this a slab issue? No. And we get this all the time. Uh-huh. Uh, and, you know, we talk to our foundation repair experts, and they always say, Tom, that's not usually a sign. The sign's going to be the walls moving, windows sticking, cracks in the sheetrock. It shows itself higher up. That, to me, that's more uh, than of a installation issue where the thin set's letting go, mm. and it'll start to mirror itself and continue on a crack like that. And it's not uncommon for a tile to do that over time. Why? Who knows? It just happens sometimes in a year, sometimes twenty years later. You never know. I remember you said that uh, sometimes when they put the tile and they'll put it in too tight. They do, and and that can happen there too, right? Yeah, if you think about all the walls in your home and you tighten it all the way up to the walls, which you should never do with any kind of floor covering, uh, and you get a really wet time, and each wall expands side to side, just a little sill plate, one-eighth of an inch, which is nothing. But you do that 20 times across the house or 10 times across the house, that could be over an inch of pressure on that tile, and it's going to pop somewhere. I'm just looking here to see where Eustace, Florida is. I don't know. I've never heard. I know Florida like the. I know every square inch. Well, apparently, that. apparently not that square inch. I know. Where are they hiding? I'm, I'm going to tell you right now. We're used. Got to be the west. I'm, coast. I'm looking at it. No, actually, it would really? be. It would be a northwest of Orlando. Oh, that's why. Okay, yeah, that's why nobody goes there. <laughs> well, well, I'm, but I, I tell you what, I'm thinking about the past year. There have been some weather patterns going over that yeah, part there of the has. world, and you know, it could be what you're talking about. The walls could have swollen up, and those tiles are tight and. There's your crack. Yeah, they had some some hurricanes go through, across that side, didn't mm-hmm. they? Yeah, you one did. side to the other. Yeah, yeah buddy. they were really weird patterns this year. All right, so I got one here from Two on Bel Air. He says we moved into a three story stucco townhome, fourth story deck in March. 
And this past week, we noticed leaking from our second floor kitchen window. Upon further inspection, we found that the area above the window on the left side have paint peeling because there's water damage there. Any idea what this problem is? We had a roofer come out, but they think it's possibly that the windows may not have been sealed properly. The water's not leaking significantly inside, Tom, but there's a steady stream of it. <laughs> okay. That's, no, that's wait a second. Now, I want to read that sentence again. <laughs> no, don't. Water was not leaking significantly within, but there was a steady small stream. I would say that's significant leaking. Uh, me, me too. <laughs> uh, and significant is a, a word that can be taken many ways. Right. Uh, but as far as this is something I have seen and heard about over the past 15 years since Houston is now building these four-story mm-hmm. kind of cubicle things. I have a friend that bought one, had one built, uh, I think it was about three years ago, maybe five years ago. I was a neighbor that moved in town, and when they got into it, the structure had moved around so much, the window glass was actually breaking, and they were having window issues. So it's the structures that are moving too much, and it's the way the windows are put in. So I would definitely think it's going to be a window issue. Uh, how, what it is, I don't know. Streaming water inside is bad. You could try to attack it from the outside. That might even be a call to ideal roofing to, to take care of that. If there, it's an older place, you might consider. And Jim Fiumi at Gulf Coast Windows has solved problems for me like this in a house I had down on the beach many years ago that I couldn't stop windows from leaking. He replaced them. And, man, they never leaked again. Those windows are still there today. I still drive by the house, and that was over two decades ago. So if it means that, it might mean better quality windows. I just don't know without seeing it, knowing the age of it. But those tall structures really move around a lot. And the windows are a big problem. And they put some big ones in those houses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's got three stories with a fourth story deck. So, yeah. I know. It's one of them. Yeah, I know exactly what they look like. They're all over town now. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, they're popping up everywhere. All right, it, it, and I think it's just because they have a small footprint, and they have you live vertically so they can sell more of them on the same piece of dirt. Oh, absolutely. There used to be a, a retreat center near the uh, studios here called the Cynical on Kirkwood. And after Harvey, it flooded, and uh, they wouldn't let him rebuild. But it, they did let a developer go in and put in a development of – of of these boxy condos and they are like you're talking about these three and four story little boxes that go Mm -hmm. straight up and um yeah it's that kind of stuff and i personally think they're a blight on the land but that's just my personal opinion not tom's Kyle's in uh, Carterville, Illinois. You're going to leave that one right I there. I got enough you? people mad at me right now. No, well, I don't it's just, want to do you know, this. it's just like, what, what are we going to look like? <laughs> I'll here, let you, you do know? it. You, you do this one. What are we going to look like? Kyle in Carterville, <laughs> Illinois says, I just yes. bought a house, uh, oh, a house, an older house. He says, no attic venting. I was wanting to know if gable venting is good enough. I have about four to six inches of soffit, and that's not vented now. And I had recently read that that someone was saying that to add a gable vent and a ridge vent. But in my experience, wouldn't that be a cross vent and actually hurt the venting? Gable vents were used for decades. I've had homes with them. Uh, there are still homes out there. He said he has an older home, so I'm going to assume it's yeah. going to be old enough to where it came from that era. Sure. If you can't have any soffit vents and you can't have any ridge vent, soffit vent system that we use in modern technology today, it's really not that modern. Uh, but if you need to add some gable vents, I don't see a problem with it. If you want to put a ridge vent when you put your new roof on, yes. Is it going to do exactly the same thing that uh, 
ridge vents and soffit vents and the scientific theory of the the convective air currents rising and, and doing all that? No, but it'll it'll definitely get rid of some of the moisture and let the air move a little bit in the attic. So if that's all you got and it's an older home, sometimes you just got to go with the old technology and it'll work okay for you. I'm going to go back to that guy in Bel Air for a minute and just tell you this about that. Yeah, I just can't let that condo thing go. About the window? <laughs> no, about the tall buildings that they're putting up everywhere. Okay, yeah. Much as I don't like them, you know who loves them? No. Mrs. Mosier. And she think, wouldn't it be nice one day to have one of those? Sandra had one. She hated it. You know yeah. why? Because the bathroom was on the first floor and the third floor, but not the second floor. So either way, you go up and down to go to the restroom. And I'm not getting any younger. especially my prostate so i hated it and she hated it too she's so we will always have a one-story home from now on Mm -hmm. yeah just think whatever all right (laughs) okay i'm I'm moving on i just you know there's things that things that make me go huh all right carol in roswell georgia has our final question for this episode of home show extra Yes. Congratulations, Carol. Let's see. I live in humid climate in Georgia and have a metal roof without an attic. The bedroom has a vaulted ceiling and condensation is creating mold. I just had new drywall and insulation and mold is reappearing after six short months. I assume I need ventilation. How is it possible to ventilate when there's no attic? I don't think that's what she needs at all. Uh, and I don't. I, I question whether it's mold or whether it's really mildew on the inside of the room, uh, because of that uh, it's going to get very uh, damp up there, and you can get some mildew on. But it's not a mold where it's going to be killing her. But mildew is very unsightly. There's no doubt. And what it should have been done up there, and I, I don't know if it was when they pulled the sheetrock. She said she had her sheetrock redone. They should have packed that thing. And this would be a, a, a roof that would have been a great candidate for the foam that you don't hear me say much about. But mm. to pack that with a real dense foam and put that sheetrock back so the temperature differences weren't transferring from the metal down to the sheetrock where the air conditioning is. And so I think that's probably what the problem is: is there is an airspace there, but it's it's somewhere loose or uh, it's not tight, and it's getting that uh, humidity in there, and it's just causing a temperature difference, and the mildew's growing on the ceiling. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what we've done? We've answered every question. We I, do so many, I get in so much trouble all the time. What did I do now? <laughs> Nothing. Only good things, Tom. Now, we've okay. answered every question we got. So here's what's going to oh, happen cool. next for all y'all who we just answered the questions. Fernanda, my assistant, is going to send you a little email with the answers. And um, if you have questions and you'd like to get that kind of treatment, all you got to do is visit homeshowradio.com and uh, fill out the Ask Tom form. Send the question in. We'll answer them here. Or we do them on Sunday morning, too, right, for like the first half hour of the show? And, and you can hear it then. Um, or you can just go ahead and send them to us, and we're happy to do it here on Home Show Extra. You know, we need to get some clients, uh, the, the people, your Home Show pros on this thing to uh, to talk at length. Yeah. I was I'm thinking, you know, and I'm thinking this is chimney season. We know yes, get, it uh, is. Winter is coming. We ought, to get, we ought to get Lee from Lords on because this is the time of year when people are thinking chimney. And he probably has questions he can answer. So that's what we'll do next week on our next edition of the podcast. We'll have Lee from Lords on with us, and we will talk about chimneys and everything you need to know and everything. Okay. Hey, Charlie, i got to give a shout-out to Fernanda. She was absolutely outstanding at the NRG uh, show. She got great pictures for me. She went around. She's she was one. digging up sponsors. She was doing her job, man. She, oh, she rocked. She is awesome. All right. Well, she's, that's one of the many faces that works behind the scenes here. And, you know, and I would be remiss if we don't wrap this episode up without thanking Will, 
who has left us. I mean, yeah, I gave him a good tribute last week off the show. I'm very proud of that young man. You know, Will, we have seen Will through a lot since he's been here. He started very young, very, very young. Yeah, and he flunked out of college. He had to go back home. He's been going back and forth, going to the restaurants to work, and now he found a niche, and it's a lineman. He's going to be taking care of the power grid with all the other guys, and that's a that's a noble job. Actually, he told us that what he's going to be doing is building um, transformer stations. Yeah, that's how he's starting out, but it's all part of that same uh, career path. Okay, yeah. yeah. Well, I want to tell you, in seven years, he was he was chronologically younger when he started here and he was very much younger than he was chronologically and i want to tell you it is wonderful to see what can happen when somebody finds something that means something yes. to them and and, and i he stopped by to see me in the office before he left on his very last day and uh, i want to tell you i looked in his eyes and i didn't see that kid in there anymore nope i saw somebody with a purpose and, and a mission and i just can't tell you how proud we are of of will and all that he's done and accomplished, and his folks for standing behind him and yeah, making no that happen. Because you know what, every, behind every every successful kid, there's a, there's a worn out parent, and uh, and, his, and I want to say he put his parents through the ringer. And uh, but you know, God bless him. They they it turned out well, and he's off to do good things. And we are so sorry to see him go, and so happy to see him go. Yes, at the same Charlie, time. that's a, that's how I deal with my students. He's just another one of those people that I get to deal with. I'm very blessed to be able to help people like. Mm-hmm. that and we do that here at, at home show radio with will so it, it's guys. really yeah. really nice you got to remember when i first met him he you know what he's doing for fun he was wrapping his friends cars in saran wrap that's how far he's come well i think he's still doing that that's it for talk to him talk about that all right that's it for home show extra we'll have another one next week like i said we're going to get lee from lords on and talk chimneys next week and answer some questions too thank you for listening